Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad. Well, this is the latest episode, but it's actually a special episode because the podcast is technically in hiatus. Uh, this is our Geek Week special. We do this every August, um, which is an idea which started about 10 years ago on my site and then later transferred over the podcast. It's kind of, I, I've described it as August is the sort of the slower time is when most people are traveling. Uh, that's usually when they're not looking up travel stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take over and just write about whatever I want. Although today, my guest is probably the perfect fit of travel and geekiness. I mean, it really, there is really a, a wonderful crossover. So I'm joined by Terrace Cassidy, who is the founder of Geek Nation Tours. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what that is, how that came to be, uh, some of the places that you go. And I'm really excited to talk to you because I, I've just seen some of the, you know, the, the tours and the places that you've been, and it makes me really excited to, to go see some of those places. So thanks. Thanks for joining the podcast. No, my, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Um, looking forward to going out in the world again. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, it's, 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 we'll work our way to more positive times, but I guess the pandemic <laughs> was kind of uh, rough for a tour company, right? I mean, just yeah, organizing. Yeah, you know what? Um, it was, but we were so busy. It was a good to have a little bit of a break. And I revamped my whole, my whole, actually a lot of my tours and a lot of my site. I actually also created a thing called what we call Tour Starter. So we can talk about that now or later, or, but sure. uh, okay. So tour starter for us is, is we had a whole bunch of tours that we had kind of backlogged and that I had to revamp. So I did revamp them, but I also created this uh, means for clients to hop on a, on a tour, not put any money down and help me build that tour. So for instance, if they wanted to go to, um, ancient civilizations, places, you know, places that were uh, UFO places, you know, I mean, geeky UFO places, I would, I would help them build a tour. Once we get to a certain amount of people, we uh, start to build a tour together. So it, and it enables the tour participants to help with the tour, build the tour that they want, very specific, down to the details, the dates, the whole bit, and then go on the tour itself. So we created that too. That's interesting. So, so it basically is someone comes to you with an idea, someone who's interested yeah. in one of your tours and says, Hey, I want to go to, let's go with the UFOs. I want to see some of the UFO yeah. <laughs> sites in uh, New Mexico, for example, just, just right. Out there. right. Exactly. So then, so then you would create, um, see interest from other people or is it, uh, how do you yes. get the others? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I, I build the, I build the tour at, I've already built a whole bunch of tours like that. So I have on my site uh, our regular tours that are highlighted in green and our tour starter tours that are high highlighted in blue. So those tour starter ones are all laid out. The basic itinerary is all laid out. For instance, we, we do uh, our Middle Earth tour to New Zealand. It's all laid out. Um, all the details are, are there. And then what we do is, as a group, we go and take a look at the tour and say, is there anything we want to add to that tour? Is there anything that we want to, um, uh, what dates do we want to go? 
should we travel both islands? So we really kind of, as a group, get together and try to make sure that the tour is exactly what they want. Now, we also do, if, if somebody comes to me just offhand and say, hey, what about a tour of this? I'll do that again. I'll build the tour and it'll be kind of just general sites. These are the sites that we want to go to. And then they'll add sites as a group and take away sites as a group and then play with the dates. Cool. So it's almost like sort of planning with with a group of friends, but with more structure, yes. right? Yeah. And yeah. also yeah. more likely to happen because, you know, friends are difficult to plan with. And so. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I, I control the voting. So the, so no one has to kind of be, we don't have to be bickering. It's just mm -hmm. a vote. Like, OK, do we want to go to place A or place B or place C on day four? And then they say, well, we probably A, B and C. I'd rather go A. So, so that's the kind of thing we, we vote on. And then it also creates a... Geek Nation Tours has always been about creating communities in cool destinations. Like we don't only want to go to the cool destinations. We want to create a community that, that, that you find lasting friends and you hang out together and you get to share your geekness. And so I start that with this new project. We start that even before the tour is even built. So... And do you yeah. find that it's, it's you know, people are coming to you one at a time or groups of people uh, to come up with these tours? It's both. It's both. Uh, uh, mostly it's one at a time and uh, a lot of people seek out their, their community, right? But it is also groups. So it's, it, it, it does vary. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's really been a really cool experience because uh, of the interactions we get to do. And I really like it because, again, about the whole community, but we also get to say, okay, what is best for everybody? And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool way of doing things for sure. So yeah. where did the idea of Geek Nation Tours come from? And how did it, how did it all begin? When um, in, in 2008, 2009, when we had the big recession, I had, I owned two travel agencies. And at that time I was taking time off in the summers and letting my staff take care of it, uh, take care of the office. And uh, the recession hit and no one had time or any money to travel. It was brutal. Uh, I mean, people had to buy a fridge and not go to Mexico. So, which is completely understandable. So I started to think about other things I could do. Like I thought maybe Mexican booze, cruises, that kind of thing. But I also gave my staff off the, the summer, either take the summer off or without pay or work it. And they all decided to take the summer off without pay. And I was like, oh my God, that means that I have to go to the office in the summer. And it was dead. I mean, summer, uh, as you just mentioned, summer is uh, a dead time for bookings and because everybody's traveling. And in Canada, it's even worse so because everybody, it's still, it's nice outside. No one's thinking about traveling anywhere. They're thinking <laughs> about going outside, right? So um, we, I was there and I was buying a whole bunch of books and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I, I have an author that I really like, um, Donald, Donald Featherstone. Sorry, I got a brain fart there for a second. But Donald Featherstone, he's like the, the modern grandfather of or creator of modern wargaming so miniature wargaming toy, toy soldier stuff 
So I was reading all his books about wargaming, but I just basically bought all his books online. Whenever I can find a book, a new book, I'd get one. And I came across this book called the uh, Battlefield Walker's Handbook. And it was all about battlefield, walking the battlefields of, you know, the Civil War or uh, Waterloo, that kind of thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this. I can, I can do battlefield tours. And then I, I was listening to podcasts, actually. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I can do a Warhammer tour to wherever. I can do whatever geeky tour I want. So it was just kind of a realization that I could just do whatever tour that I wanted to do. That's what I would go and sell. And and you kind of mentioned it, but do, do you have a particular geekiness that you gravitate towards? Like, you know, Star Trek or I I, I was looking yeah. at our past emails and I, we met at the Las Vegas convention, the Star That's Trek right. convention in 2014. Yeah. yeah. So so I was wondering if if that was, you know, your area or Star Wars or uh, Star Trek is my is my one of <laughs> I'm I'm all over geek, so I take all the geekiness. I love all the geekiness. <laughs> uh, Star Trek is by is, is one of the top ones for me. I love the philosophy and the and the mythos of Star Trek, and um, it it shows a beautiful, uh, challenging, but beautiful and and uh, community based future. So uh, that has a special place in my heart. So Star Trek by far is, is one of my favorites for sure. I'm also a war gamer, as, uh, as I mentioned, as you can probably see back there, that's <laughs> some whole bunch of miniatures in the background there. And uh, I also uh, like history. So it's, it's all those things, but really across the board, there's no, no tour that I don't want to go on there's a couple that i i, I loved i also lived in japan uh went to university in japan uh and, and uh well summer session anyway and um i love going to japan so and i love showing japan it's like a second home to me so yeah those are the, those are the ones that are are the most terrace i guess mm -hmm. for sure we just finished uh, building uh a couple to japan of uh i don't know if you ever heard of uh History on Fire podcast by Daniele Boelli. It's a podcast mm -hmm. that's about history. So that one's a good one. Uh, he's partnered with us for a couple of history ones. He comes on on uh, our Japan ones and a little bighorn and that kind of thing as kind of a guest host. And uh, I have a new Star Trek one. Uh, basically, it's a convention, a traveling convention. So we go to LA and San Francisco and that's it. But each day, the goal is to have a Star Trek celebrity with us, talking to us about what it's like to be in Star Trek and, and, and talking about Star Trek mythos and, and, and uh, culture. And each, each day is different. So we go to a different place each day. So it's like having a, like a, your own private convention. And it's only 18 people. So uh, 20 people, because we have two guides total, 18 other participants, and that's it. So it's really hands-on and, and personable and, and community-based again. And so for people listening who are thinking either you, you know they are geeks or they're not, but they're thinking, what would a, let's say, a tour, a Star Trek tour like that be like? Would it, would it be, um, you know, I, I guess for people, I, I'm curious to, like I've seen, so I, I have an idea right. of right. what you offer, but I, I'm wondering if, if uh, what, 
if you could describe it for people who might be wondering, what what, what is a Star Trek tour? Sure. Okay. So what we would do is we would go to Star Trek filming sites each day. That's one of the things that we would do. So for the first night, let's just, that's a, it's good, a good example, the first night. So we go to the Griffiths Observatory. So the observatory uh, is open to the public. It's a beautiful, wonderful place. Uh, the view of LA is magnificent. So anybody that would normally go to LA would go there pretty much almost always anyway. It's a great tur tourist spot. And there's a lot of uh, um, LA locals that go there uh, on, on the weekend just to look at LA at night. A uh, wonderful place. Uh, it also has a science re reference. So there's inside it is a little bit of a museum and you can normally look at the stars uh, because there are telescopes there. So uh, just as a normal tourist, quote unquote normal tourist, uh, there's lots to go and see anyway. Uh, so if, um, if you have a non-geek spouse, it's, it's perfect because you're, you're going to a place that's cool regardless of your interest in Star Trek. Uh, how, it, how it becomes a Star Trek location is that, that um, Futures End, a Star Trek Voyager uh, episode, was actually filmed up there. So we would go up there to look at this uh, Star Trek uh, Futures End film sites, and we would show how the film was, uh, what angles the film was filmed at. So that's, that's a, uh, a practical aspect of how Star Trek and filming works. And then on top of that, we'll have Tim Russ, who was Tuvok in uh, Voyager. He's a huge amateur astronomy guy, and he'll bring his telescope up there for us, and we get to look at the stars with him. So uh, he, so you'll have a Star Trek actor there. We're looking at the stars through his telescope. He'll explain astronomy to us a little bit, and uh, film site, and it's just an incredible place to go anyway. So that's how it becomes a... Uh, a, a, and each day will be like that. Each day is like we go to a place, we look at the filming aspects, we talk to an actor or actress uh, about their experience, Star Trek experience, and what they're doing now. So that's that. Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very geeky, but it's also like I want to make sure my, when we started this uh, company, my wife said, well, what are you going to do for the non-geek spouse? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, you're not, you're going to get a whole bunch of geeks, which is great, uh, but you're also going to get their, their spouses or their friends or partners or whatever. And they're going to be like, well, what can I go see? But this is a good example of that because they're going to go see something that they would, if they went to LA, they would do that anyway. And so every spot is like that. Tillman, Tillman Japanese Garden is a good example of that too. So Tillman Garden is is a, a water reclamation plant. And beside it is the Japanese garden. Japanese garden is beautiful, very uh, 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 completely Japanese in orientation, just beautiful plants and nice place to stroll through. But it also is where they film uh, Starfleet headquarters or Starfleet Academy. So it's, it's, it's got, references to both you see what i'm saying yes and, and it's it, you mentioned new zealand for example i'm gonna guess lord of the rings right right exactly yeah and so you know just going to new zealand would be a, a great trip right and i'm right you know, so exactly and so and oh yeah sorry what? i was just gonna say that if if they're filming something there for a movie or a tv show it's probably really beautiful it's probably an interesting right. place right they're not gonna film right. 
most things in a place that's not interesting visually. That's right. Exactly. They're, they're always going to, you're always going to see amazing things like, uh, uh, Mordor is a good example for, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. We walk the, the mountain where they film Mordor. Now it won't be black and stormy. I hope anyway, <laughs> when we're there, but the actual structure of the, of the mountains, you'll see that it's exactly like Mordor. Well, it is Mordor because it was filmed there. Right. And we do a hike up that ridge. And that's a famous hiking spot. Not only is it a famous filming spot, but it's also a famous, famous hiking spot. So we'll also do a hike into Mordor. So we'll do what the hobbits did. So, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of the vibe where it's, 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 it's geeky, but it's also interesting, but it's also where you would go anyway, if you went on a trip of this persuasion. And, and when it comes to geekiness, I, you know, I've seen tours, uh, I've sort of had this idea in my head of going to Sicily and just seeing like Godfather filming locations, right. just, you know, that kind of geekiness, it, it, you know, do you, are you open to different types of fandom, you know, whatever it may be? Yep. hundred percent. I mean, uh, if someone comes to me with that tour and actually, if, why don't we say it? If you want to do that tour, how would if I have you as a guest host? So you can be a guest host and we can bring a group to see film sites. So that's the kind of thing that I, I would do for sure anyway. And uh, yeah, so I'm totally open. What's a kind of an oddball one? We do a spy one uh, and it goes from, it's a um, Cold War spy um, trip and it goes through, well, it's probably not the best time to do this tour, but it does a little bit of Eastern Europe type of thing and Germany and that kind of thing. So uh, we have, it's all across the fandom. So if someone comes to me and they want to do a particular tour, by all means, yeah, we're, we, we normally jump on it. We also have, we have uh, space tours. So go to uh, uh, JPL in LA, I mean, uh, yeah, in LA, and then we go to Texas and then we go to Kennedy Space Center. So um, yeah, we, we do the whole thing. And what was the very first tour? So when you're when you're putting this all together, how did that sure. come? How did that come to be? Sure, the first tour was to uh, the San Diego Comic Con. Um, my first tour that I advertised was for Warhammer World and a whole bunch of places in miniature wargaming places in the UK. The first tour that we that we went on was the San Diego Comic Con. It was great. It was, it was, it was, a, there was a little bit of uh, nervousness from my part because, um, how could I explain this? Okay. So when you cater to geeks, there's a mythos about what a geek is, right? And so I was like, oh, am I going to have just people that live in their basement and don't have any social skills, you know, on my tour? So, uh, and I hadn't even thought about that when I had built the tour. Uh, because all the geeks that I hang out with aren't like that, right? And and as a matter of fact, as as I'll tell in the story, that most geeks aren't like that. They're really oh, amazingly outgoing, and they love to share what they love, right? But um, so I was a little bit worried about that when when we were going. But as soon as I got on the bus, we picked everybody at the airport, and uh, I talked to them about uh, you know. Why, why are you here? And please introduce yourself. What's your favorite superhero? That kind of thing. Everybody lit up. And they're just 
they wanted to express their love of what they what they really love. And it was a great time because some of the answers, what your favorite superhero were off the wall or off the cuff. And it was just this whole interaction. So that's what we do also is we make sure that we get everybody introduced to each other and via their via their love. So everybody always has something to talk about. Now, you don't always get that when you go to a normal tour. Like if you go with whoever, a Europe, European tour to cast to see castles, right? There's going to be a lot of interacting, a lot of intersecting uh, loves, right? But my tours, everybody's there for a specific thing. And, and even if they're a, a spouse, they, they usually know what the other spouse loves about that thing. And so there's an instant way of communicating with everybody. So that's why friendships are really easily made because all those people are have an instant thing that they can talk about. And, and so just generally talking about castles is okay, but talking about why those castles are important and people, almost everybody understanding why they're important is, is why the community works. Did that answer your question? I kind of went on a tangent there. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, it did. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's true. And I'm, I'm just going to the Star Trek convention as an example. You go to the people always ask me because you know I go pretty much every year to Las Vegas, and they say, "What's it like? You know, you know who are the people like?" And, and you know, I've had right. friends join me who are not fans at all, right. and they end up loving it because well, people are dressed up, and it's everyone's really friendly, and it's fun. Yeah. And, and you get all kinds of people. I mean, you have like every age you can imagine. You have families, you have, you know, people just showing up on their own. It's it's totally a mixed bag, right? So it, it's that experience itself, because it's so different, is what people find fascinating. Even people who aren't yeah, fans are like, sure. whoa, you know, just Klingons walking down the hallway and stuff, you know. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always awesome to see the yeah. Klingons. Yeah, and Star Trek, I think, is really uh, special in itself because star trek fans are the most welcoming of all fans uh because of their philosophy of edict or you know infinite diversity um through infinite combinations so they're really they really love they, the the philosophy of star trek if held by the fans which would be for the fans to go to to vegas is that everyone has value and everyone should be welcomed so that Star Trek is exceptionally good for that. But you see it across the board. Like I, I often get the, this, Terrace, is this the best group you've ever had? I'm like, yes, it is. But really every group is great because they, they just find this common love and they bind. So I've had people from that, from those first tours that are still friends and, and communicate every, like weekly or sometimes daily. Like it's crazy. So, so. they're like mini conventions specific on yeah. a particular topic exactly many, many conventions and everyone there is an, another thing okay so I, actually i know what i was talking about i was talking about those those geeks that are in the in the basement now those geeks they don't want to come on my tour they don't they want to do those those tours by themselves they want to go by themselves because they're they're they, they don't get energy that way they get energy for, by by being with themselves right and that's cool. Uh, and and go. Uh, I'm expensive. I've I have a lot of added value. I have a lot of I, I bring a lot to the table. But you can do what I'm doing cheaper, hundred um, percent. 
where the value comes in is not only do I have all these entertaining guests and, and go to certain things, but I also make sure that you have a community. And the people that are on the tour are not the ones that stay in their basement. Those are the, the ones that come on the tour are the ones that actually want to be around people. And then, and then, and then to, to come on a tour of mine, they have to be successful uh, socially. So then everyone is there, there, there's only rarely someone that is like, I'm going to actually leave my basement and come with them, which is great because we love, we, we, we want everyone to be there, but it, it's just interesting that, that my fears about what might, how my tours might populate were completely wrong. Yeah. And are there, now that you, you've been doing this for a while, are there things that you know are, are pain points, I guess, running a tour company that you didn't expect? Uh, so you were worried. It's a lot more, it's a, it's a lot more work than I thought. <laughs> it's um, like I build a tour and uh, then I kind of fiddle with it all the way until we go. And then we go on the tour and then um, actually going on, being on the tour is actually kind of the easiest thing because everything's already done. If I if I do my job right, which I which hopefully I've, never happens to me, but or doing my job not right never <laughs> happens to me. Um, everything's already planned, right? So I know that the bus is going to pick us up at X and get us to Y each day. So everything's already planned. So it's actually kind of a holiday for me too because I can just you know, talk to people and make sure that, I mean, my job as, as a host is there, but I'm a natural host. So it's not really, it's not really work, so to speak. But then I come back from the tour after planning it and fiddling with it. And then I re after revamp that tour and make sure that all the things that didn't work, all the pain points, like you say, are taking out. So mm -hmm. I just remove all those play things, put more, put it, things back in. And then if it, and then do the tour again. And, and when, that pain point. So each, each time I go on the tour, I have to revamp it. So it's not, and then I have to create more tours. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, it's more work than I ever thought it was going to be. Uh, but rewarding in so many different ways. And we mentioned Lord of the Rings, War Games, Star Trek. Are there other, you know, sort of categories of tour that, that are coming up that you're excited about or that you run sure. regularly? Sure, I, I got I got I got a strain I got some some kind of off the wall ones. Um, did you have you ever heard of a uh, festival in the Mojave called uh, Wasteland Weekend? No, I haven't. No, okay. So in the Mojave Desert, uh, every fall there is a, uh, a festival called Wasteland um, Weekend. Week, Wasteland Weekend. And that is a Mad Max based, uh, Road Warrior based uh, um, festival. Now it's, it's basically a LARP because you can't go into the area without being costumed. You have to be costumed all the time. If you're in public, you have to be costumed or they boot you out or else they well. say, go back and put <laughs> something on. Now, post-apocalyptic costumes aren't that bad, aren't that hard. You just you know, ripped up clothes and, and some boots or something like that. You're going to want to wear boots anyway in the Mojave anyway, and less, less, less clothes are better. Um, and so, so and this play, this convention or this festival is amazing. It's like you're right in the set. 
like you're sometimes I was walking around, I'm like, oh my God, I'm right in the Mad Max esque um, uh, movie set. And then I'd walk, walk by and I'd see maybe a Coke can somewhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, and reality is shifted yet again, but it is, it is spectacular. There's so much stuff to do. There's, there's these monstrosity of cars. People uh, work through the whole year to convert their cars. So you get cosplay, car cosplay. So vehicles are driving with spikes and rust and, and you always hear a rumble of an engine and diesel. So it's, it's a cosplay uh, for vehicles as well as, as people. So it's spectacular. So that's another one that we're doing also. Um, and what's great about that is that we do it in motorhomes. So we rent motorhomes and everybody has a job. So if you're driving uh, the motorhome, you're the captain, you don't have to do everything else. If you just want a, a, a bed, you have to clean the motorhome each day. So it's, it's a cool camping experience in the Mojave Desert that's based on Mad Max. That, that sounds really cool. I mean, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's spectacular. It's, it's, uh, and I mean, like, well, if you, if you go to my site and take a look at the uh, Wasteland Weekend site, uh, if you're just, even if you're just curious, some of the, the pictures just speak for themselves. It's, 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 it is literally expected, uh, amazing. And they have like, uh, oh, they have the, uh, you've, you've, you've ever seen Mad Max Thunderdome? Mm -hmm. the, okay, so they have that whole structure. And they have people with on bungees hitting each other with with foam weapons, and they have like uh, juggers playing sports, and they have like everything Mad Max that you could think of. They actually it's there, like and then loud music constantly. Like um, uh, at night, there's always industrial metal or <laughs> like it's so it's like it's a uh, it's a festival a, a rock a, a, a music festival as well. Yeah, it's spectacular. Wow. So that's one of the ones that are like a little bit off the wall, uh, uh, a little bit different. Um, we also do go to Italy, actually, uh, for our uh, 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 Spartacus and, uh, and uh, um, the Slave Rebellion uh, uh, tour. Uh, Greece we do uh, for Sparta. Uh, what else do we do? I really like our, 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 it hasn't happened yet, but our touching the stars tour that's has to do with, uh, like I mentioned earlier about kind of a NASA X space or exploration tour. Um, that's a good one. Also, we also do anime to, uh, to Japan as well as battlefields. So now when you watch TV shows or movies, do it, is that constantly running in the back of your head? Like, Hey, I think we could do I could that. Do that. <laughs> um, to a point, I, I, my family gets annoyed at me more. So when I'm like, Hey, I've been there. When I say <laughs> that, I'm like, I, I've been there. I know exactly where that is. Um, I do. I'm, I'm an escapist though. So I, I, I can kind of, I can usually not do work when I'm enjoying it. It usually happens later. They're usually like, oh, I can, I can go there. You know what I mean? So during the, when I'm watching it, I don't normally do that. 
but there are times where after I'm like, hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's one show that comes to mind. I don't know how you could, what sites, but that seems so iconic is For All Mankind. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah, that's a, I, I haven't watched it yet. I heard it's supposed to be really good. Really, really so, good. Yeah, it's great. It? If you love Star uh, it's Trek, on my too, list. Yeah. It's on my list. So that's on Apple, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I got Apple because of Foundation. So uh, oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you have to watch <laughs> Foundation. You'd really like it. Uh, the heroes are smart. That's really, it's awesome. Like they're all mathematicians or scientists of some sort. So I really like that. I really like, wow, the, the heroes are smart because you don't really get that off, off a lot. Uh, smart heroes. That's another reason why I like Star Trek. Yeah, me too. I love, all, love it. Heroes are, heroes are smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, then I don't have any problems with like, I don't know, what's a good example? Uh, um, Keanu Reeves and his... Uh, uh, John Wick? Yeah, John yeah. Wick. Like I don't have any problems when the heroes are not... not like not scientists, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just prefer that. I think uh, to, to change the subject a little bit, but I, our society doesn't is not in love with with uh, with heroes as much as 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 uh, as we used to be. I, I like real heroes, and I think scientists are heroes, so that's why I like. Yeah, Foundation, check it out, and I will take a look at that one because it's on my list. Cool. So I now now you got me curious. Cool. Yeah, that's a, a good example of that. Like um, those now. I wonder if we can incorporate that with the NASA stuff. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. That when, when I see it, you know, I'm like, I want to, you know, like that would be cool to see, like a place I never would have thought of going to visit. Just, just didn't occur right. to me. Um, right. And, and I, I I do wonder, you know, when you go to these sites, are people when you go to like a filming site, do people go, ah, you know what? I thought it was bigger, or it was nicer, or or grander, or is it the opposite where it looks more amazing in person. Oh. Um, yeah, I guess it depends, kind of. It, I think it really depends on the site, but I don't think I've actually really ran into that. Um, because, like you said, you know, when when they're filming, they want to make the get the most visual aspect for the film. So, so, like, obviously, there's lots of cool things you can do with filming. So, at we go to Bronson Canyon on my Star Trek tour. And Bronson Canyon was filmed was many many Star Treks, uh, from Rural Pente to uh, um, uh, what's another good? Oh, I forgot the episode. Uh, Jalad. Oh, uh, anyway. Darmok. Darmok. Yeah, that's right. So, which is one of my favorite Star Trek films uh, episodes of all time. So, um, despite my memory loss. Um, <laughs> the uh so you can there's a whole bunch of different uh episodes and movies that were filmed there and um you can take a camera and look at something and then just go like this and be somewhere else right so um that kind of movie magic happens a lot but they still when you're filming they still want the best visual bang for their buck so you'll always get you'll get a place that usually represents it, I, I think. And um, what's really funny, what does happen though, is that we often go and sometimes my guys are in costume, right? 
So we're like, I mentioned the Tillman um, Japanese garden. We were in costume then and uh, taking pictures of the, you know, beautiful uh, uh, Starfleet headquarter HQ in the background. And people are like coming up to us and is there a Star Trek reference here? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Starfleet HQ. And they turn around and like, oh my God, it's Star Trek HQ. <laughs> they didn't even see it, right? They didn't, they didn't recognize it because because that's the thing about film. Um, you can be at a place and not even know that it's been filmed for one of your favorite things, right? So we get that experience a lot. Like people come by and like, it's cool, like nice costumes, you look great. Why are you here? <laughs> and then we're like, well. Look around you. <laughs> so, yeah, that experience happens a lot. And and I do know you have one coming up the day before the convention in Las Vegas this year. It's sort of a, yeah. a day trip. Yeah, that that one's really cool too. Uh, Valley of Fire is an amazing place. Again, an amazing place just to go when you're in a, in Vegas. Um, beautiful uh, um, sand structures and and caves and and uh, um, a lot of history there. A lot of First Nations had made that their home. So you see heliogryphs on the, on the walls uh, of the cave walls. And uh, it's also where uh, they filmed, uh, I think it's Star Trek Generations. I'd have to look to make sure, uh, where Captain Kirk actually uh, died. Uh, yeah, I think um, I saw that on your site. Right? It was the bridge. There, there's yeah, the picture. bridge. So, so, and that's another good example of of um, Viridian Three is 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 the place. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, that's where he, he, uh, he yeah, generations. I was right. So, um, there's several different filming locations within that within that park, and we visit those places too. And uh, oddly, the bridge that they the, that he actually died on, if you remember that he, he got zapped and um, he he flipped the bridge flipped and he was on it and he landed bad. And of course, that's that's where he uh, met his end. Um, that little section of metal uh, was uh, donated from to the uh, park uh, from the film crew. And so the park used it to cross uh, an expanse. And so we go visit the bridge too. So it's kind of a, it, uh, it's uh, sometimes the places where we visit are a little bit silly, but also very funny at the same time and, and memorable. Like they're like, wow, this is, you know, no one actually died on that bridge, right? <laughs> it was all from movie magic, but it's at the same time you're standing on the bridge where Captain Kirk died. So it was, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's fun too. Cool. And so everybody can find all the tours at geeknationtours.com, right? Yeah, um, geeknationtours.com. You can email me if you have a tour that you want to do, headgeek at geeknationtours.com. Um, and yeah, uh, we're also on Facebook, of course, and, and that kind of uh, social media. So yeah, come and visit us. We'd love to have you. Cool. I'll leave links uh, in the show notes. I did have one last question, actually, that came to mind as we sure. wrap things up is, how many days uh, are you on the road? Does this, you know, do you, are you traveling a yeah. lot? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that was, that was the thing with um, uh, pre-COVID is that I was, I was really busy. 
and worn out in a lot of ways. I was, uh, sometimes I was oddly out, the longest I've been on the road is 42 days, which is a good geeky number. Um, so sometimes I'm gone on multiple tours in a, in a row. Uh, sometimes it doesn't make any sense to come back. So mm-hmm. if I have two kind of close in the United States, I'll probably, I just fly to the next destination to hang out for four days and then, and then do the next tour. So it gets, it, it gets, uh, it gets, it gets a little bit hard. I, I do love traveling. I actually really love airplanes and I also really love, uh, airports. So, uh, um, it's not so hard on me. It's hard to be away from your family. And, uh, when I come home that I have to start working, uh, on the next tour, right. Uh, building things. But so I was getting a little bit more out but my holiday now is staying at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm like, no, I don't want to go to Mexico. I want to just stay at home because <laughs> I travel too much during my day. That's the, I think that's, if that's a downside, that's, um, that's probably it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really do like the, I do like the travel. Um, but I also now I enjoy my house more. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a blessing and it can also be, you know, sort of a curse and not a curse, yeah. but you know, it's, uh, I, uh, it reminds me of a quote Anthony Bourdain said, is it better to be alone in paradise or is it better to be alone in a terrible place? And, That's, know, right. Sure. <laughs> That's right. Good point. Exactly. Exactly. It's really true. And, and, and uh, it's important to slow down when you're in charge of something too. Uh, Cause Sometimes you don't even see what you've, A, what you've, what's in front of you, and B, what you've accomplished. I think that the, uh, John Stollard from Warlord Games um, did that to me. I remember I was, we were at a bar with a whole bunch of wargaming celebrities. So people that write rules and, and uh, design miniatures and that kind of thing. We were at this trip to the Jerusalem bar in the UK that just, is many bars in the UK say they're the oldest <laughs> bar in the UK um, um, pub, and it's a it's a wonderful bar if you're ever in Nottingham and uh, pub in Nottingham. And uh, we were there, and he comes up to me and says, "Terrace, uh, take a look at what you've done." And I'm like already planning the next day, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" Well, take a look. Everybody was gaming and talking and having, you know, a pint of beer with their with their new friends or a pint of beer with a board gaming celebrity and then just enjoying the day. And it was inside a pub and I was like, oh my God, a very Zen moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that you have to make sure that you get when you're traveling is to actually stop and not, and I mean this across the board, like even if you're traveling just by yourself, remember to not think about the next day think think about where you are because i mean that's uh, uh very zen is that the the moment that you're in is is the only real moment tomorrow's tomorrow doesn't know you don't know what's going to happen and the past is an illusion so just remember to be right where you are so that's a great thought yeah that's, that's something i've taken away from travel is you know when i'm looking at something amazing i go I may never see this again. I may be, right. be back to the city 10 times. I, I don't know. So just try to take that moment. Like, just take it in because that might be it. You know, or just, I might just never make it back or whatever. To that Absolutely. Place. Well, that's really apparent now because we had two years that we never did. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, there are people that won't go back to Japan and, and you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and hopefully that never happens to us again, but it's in, since, you know, climate change and all this other stuff, it may. So uh, travel when you can. For yeah. sure. I, I feel like people have, have that because I was really surprised at how many people, as soon as restrictions started lifting, were like, I got to take a trip, you know, it just yeah, that's right. like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. that's good. That, 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 yeah. that drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, are you, sure. are you going to be in Las Vegas uh, in two weeks? I am. Talk yeah. Are you going to be there? I will be there. So oh, I'll, awesome. Yeah, I'll, let's I'll get together. Have a, have a pint or something. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Um, it'll be interesting this year because it's a new casino. So I'm, that's right. Yeah. It, it, it's always interesting because, um, uh, if, do we have time? Sure. Yeah. Okay, good. A Star Trek, Star Trek conventions are really interesting. I don't go to Vegas on my tours anymore. Um, and, and except it's for the Star Trek tour because you can't compete with whatever Vegas has. Mm -hmm. So everybody has their own thing that they like to see when they go to Vegas. So you want to go out to a restaurant, you want to go to gambling, you want to go to a show or whatever. There's so many things pulling you away. So it, it actually kind of breaks down the community aspect that I was talking about earlier because people want to do their own thing. And that's awesome, but it's just not good. It's not what Geek Nation Tours is about. Um, but what's interesting about Star Trek convention is that everybody gathers at one bar and they don't do all those other things in Vegas. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like, there's so many other things you can do in Vegas. Why are you sitting at this one bar? But all those people just want to talk uh, Star Trek. They just want to talk and they want that sense of community. And uh, they're willing to ignore all of Vegas for that community. And so that's, that's one of the cool things about the, that convention is that they, and, and my point is, is that it's at a new uh, place, as you said, Bali's, I just hope that that, that feeling of everybody wanting to stay together continues. Cause that's a, an important part of that convention to me and to a lot of people. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Cause uh, you know, I think everybody has their spots, you know, they have a schedule, like, you've been enough yeah. times you're like okay i'm gonna go to this see these people go to this talk and then right this, at the exactly. bar at this time and all that so it'll be yeah. it'll be a new experience for for a lot of people which is a nice change of pace so it'll be interesting yeah, to see how, sure. it, how, how it works out this year uh, yeah. i'm looking forward to it. it's been a couple of years since i've been to a convention yeah. so i think like awesome. most of us um, yeah for sure thanks very much for your time i really appreciate oh, it you're more than welcome always a pleasure and, and it's great we'll see each other in Vegas. Yeah, there'll be. I'm really looking forward to it. And for everybody listening, I'll leave links to where they can find your tours uh, in the show notes, so they can check it out. And it, if you if you've listened to this episode, I am sure, I, I think I have a high percentage of geeks that that listen. I, I can say <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and uh, so, well, even non non geeks are all welcome too. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a geek about something. There's something. That's right. It, you know, and and yeah, like like you said, like, I mean, who who wouldn't want to go hiking in New Zealand? That sounds yeah, that's right. Pretty amazing <laughs> exactly. to me. So thanks okay. again, and uh, we'll keep in touch. And I'll see you see you in a couple of weeks. And thanks everybody. Uh, thank you for listening.